Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. The occasion of this episode is just to observe and celebrate the fact that Cuba Fruit, the novel I've been working on and talking about in elliptical ways nonstop for almost exactly one year now, is done. I know, I know, thank you. It's fantastic, I'm fantastic. The circumstances are fantastic, I, I can't really speak to the book, I'm too mired in it to say if it's good or not, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm okay with it. Mainly the situation is fantastic because it means that I can move on to other things, with, especially with the remaining 23 days of my vacation from work. I took the whole month off so that I could focus on getting the book finished and getting it out to agents and also to just sort of like fucking pick my life back up and start things going again. Technically, there is still stuff that can be done to Cuba Fruit that will need to get done with Cuba Fruit. Of course, you can tinker with this kind of project forever. I forget who it was who famously said that he never finishes a poem, he only abandons poems, and that's very much how I feel about Cuba Fruit. It is a completed thing. What I mean, specifically, when I say that Cuba Fruit is finished is that every page of the book has been written, it has been revised, typed up into draft after draft after draft, and all of those scenes from the latest and most polished draft have now been arranged into their proper places in a single document, and what I just did right now, like 30 minutes ago, that complete manuscript document has been sent off to the three literary agents who have requested it. I haven't done a podcast since that happened, but that happened! Like two weeks ago, I figured, you know, I only have a few days left of, of typing up corrections for the, the fifth draft and formatting that document. So I went ahead and I started pitching Cuba Fruit to a dozen agents. A dozen agents that I found on Publishers Marketplace, various spots on Google who were not only interested in representing this kind of book, but who have had success in selling one in the past. I shot this off to all of those agents in the span of two days, and to my surprise, since most agents these days say, you know, give them eight to 12 weeks before you expect any kind of response, I started hearing back from agents like right away. One of them, I think, got the first one I think got back to me within 24 hours, but they all got in touch within that first week, and they all wanted to read the whole thing. Which is so fucking enchanting, because I've been- the way it works is you send your query letter, which is the pitch, and then you send- you know, the different agents request different size samples, maybe 10 pages, 20, 25. But I've been living with this whole book in my head, like alone with this story since April of 2021. And I'm now done with it in the first week of March 2022, so all this shit, all the nuances and the wording and the character, all the shit from this what is now a 400 page manuscript, I've been living with all that stuff just alone in my head and I haven't really shared it with anyone. My girlfriend has read a few pages, uh, a few people from Patreon have received a few pages, but now I, I, I sit here at my desk and I, and it's not just like, okay, people are looking at it, it's people within the industry are looking at it and they're finding some measure of promise, at least in those first 10 to 25 pages. Now, I have no delusions about the mar marketability or the prospective success of Cuba Fruit, because I know it's, it's a chunkier book 
chunkier than I would like. It's got Spanish peppered throughout, it takes place in like a pseudo-Cuba, it's really violent, it's got some crass language, as we discussed in the last episode that most readers don't like crass language. All of these things line up to make it the kind of book that I think doesn't, doesn't vibe with a major audience? I don't know. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. But there is something that I've noticed so far in my publishing journey. And, and this thing that I've picked up is sort of informing my approach to the whole process. It's, talk about it now. So the novelist Samuel Beckett famously said, some variant, this isn't the exact wording, but it was something like, fail, fail again, fail better. And probably he was just talking about life itself, but it's most often invoked in reference to writing specifically, but also like just artists in general tend to dig on that quote because that's all you're doing in the arts. You're just endlessly striving to to get a little bit closer to achieving a thing that exists in your mind that cannot actually be achieved. And I, and I think this is a good occasion to invoke the great David Foster Wallace here from that wonderful PBS Blank on Blank channel on YouTube. You know, the, the whole thing about perfectionism, the perfectionism is very dangerous because, of course, if your fidelity to perfectionism is too high, you never do anything. Because doing anything results, it, it's, it's actually kind of tragic because it means you sacrifice how gorgeous and perfect it is in your head for what it really is. Mm -hmm. And um, there were a couple of years, I think, where I really struggled with that. So, yes, in that respect, you'll never actually achieve the great thing that you have in mind when you embark on this project, which is kind of why I was so fucking miserable last night. Because last night I was done with all the corrections, I was just shuffling the scenes around, and suddenly this sprawling narrative that I'd been living with and laboring over so obsessively for a year, it just, it felt so contained. And not just contained in the sense that it was small, it also looked familiar. It looked, I mean, it's on a Word document, it looks like any other Word document. There is nothing about it at a glance that confers any kind, any impression that like, okay, this was labored over, this is something special. But as I have probably mentioned in previous episodes, the first book I ever pitched to agents was like this really earnest, yearning campus novel. It was like 500 pages long. And of the 50 or so agents that I sent that to, only one of them said that she wanted to see more. And she didn't say send me the whole manuscript. She said, hey, I enjoy these, this 10-page sample, send me a partial. And a partial is industry parlance for the first 50 pages. After that, of course, she begged off. And then the next book I wrote was like 250 pages. It was a thriller, a very commercial project. And that one got slightly more interest than the first one. I think three agents in that case asked to see not the whole manuscript, but again, a partial. Then the third one, which has come up a few times, Horny Nuns, that one had, I don't know, five or six agents requesting more pages, and a couple of them asked for the entire manuscript. And there has been this steadily upward trend, not of publication or, uh, or of representation from an agent, but I do find, systematically, at this point, I, the, Cuba Fruit is my sixth book, that I'm failing better each time. I do think, conclusively, these books are failures because they are failing to do what I intended them to do, which is get published, find an audience, etc. And so now, right away, I am, in terms of agent response, three for three. And in this case, those three agents aren't just asking for more pages, they're asking for the entire manuscript. Now, there's a lot of shit in the manuscript that could turn them off. So there is no guarantee here that they're going to be interested in representing it. But it just feels good to think, okay, I've been working on this for a year, yes, there's no way of knowing if it's any good, but at least 
the beginning is is competent enough or it's crafted in such a way as to attract the eye and the interest, the genuine interest of three people within the industry. It is my most glowing failure to date. And since my absorption in Cuba fruit has made the podcast more spotty than usual in the past few months, I wanted to sort of talk about it here and also like to just talk, I wanted to capture the moment because I literally fucking sent that book out like an hour ago. So like I am, I'm still, I don't even know if I would call this the high of completion. I don't think the quote unquote completion of Cuba fruit has really settled with me yet. One of the things I'm, I know I'm going to have to figure out is like, what do I do now? I mean, I, obviously, like, I've got a bunch of days off, and, and my intention is to, like, double down on the podcast, but, like, everything that I have read for the past year, just about every single thing I have read, has been read to inform this book, and now the book's done. So, like, I guess now, without any, like, nor creative North Star, I'm just supposed to walk, I'm just gonna, like, walk around and be a curious person and, and try to make connections. Not connections with people, connections among different things, such that I can talk about them here. Anyways, I'm gonna go and do some, like, long-neglected chores and, uh, maybe go and celebrate somehow tonight. I broke a tooth a few days ago. Like, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago I had broken a tooth. That's because it had, like, chipped. But now it's, like, double chipped and it's, like, it's really bad. So I have to take care of that as well. I really appreciate you staying aboard with the show. And for those of you who have reached out to extend interest and encouragement with respect to Cuba Fruit, I really appreciate that, as well as your patience if you're a patron for the occasional gaps. Cuba Fruit-inspired gaps in productivity. Anyways, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.